This is Wordfall, with historical novelist Rosanna M. White, offering our words to the Lord at the crossroads of faith, family, and fiction. Competitive Spirits and Battling Discouragement Years ago, I wrote this article for my agent's blog, so it's aimed at writers. It was actually part of a series of um, articles written about different kinds of discouragement that writers face, but it's really applicable to all of us because we all face discouragement. Not everyone has a competitive spirit, but I do. It's something I've struggled with all my life, so I'm talking today about how that competitive spirit can lead to discouragement and how to how to battle that. So if this is something you encounter, maybe it'll be helpful to you too. As I was a kid, I was used to being the best. Best grades, finished my homework before leaving school most of the time, understood everything without needing the teacher to explain it more than once. Well, okay, fractions gave me grief for a week or two, but we'll just call that a blip on the screen. Every year, my mom would say the same thing. Rosanna, next year the work will be harder. You might have more homework. Might not come so easily. (laughs) I took that as a challenge. And all through school, I proved my wise mama wrong. Then I hit the real world. Sometimes competitiveness does give me impetus. And sometimes I need that to get off my rear and do the work that needs done. But most times, it leads to far less productive places. When you're competitive like I am, it can spread to everything. How many comments did my guest post get? How many reviews on my book? How many sales? How many replies to a post on Facebook? Retweets, likes, follows, sales ranking, awards? And more importantly, how many did those other people get? (sighs) Right? Once in a great while, comparing yourself to your peers can make you feel good about where you are and how you're doing. But that's a trap. Because even if you win the contest... If you sell your first manuscript on your first query, if you win that award, if you have great sales or loyal reviewers or a huge blog following or whatever the equivalent of of that is in your chosen field, still, eventually, you're going to find someone better. Someone who sells more. Someone who is picked up by your dream publisher or gets the job you've been angling for. Someone who hits the bestseller list or outranks you. Someone who sets the media abuzz or wins the awards you've always longed to have on your shelf. And it will eat at you. That is when competitiveness turns to jealousy. And jealousy leads straight into the teeth of discouragement. When you have this type of personality and see others doing better, the natural questions that start popping up might include, Why them? Why not me? What did I do wrong? Why am I good enough? What am I supposed to do now? Am I ever going to succeed? I can't tell you how many times after others found the success I had prayed I would achieve that I put my head in my hands and cried, Lord, when? When is it my turn? What more do I have to do? And I can't tell you how many times those questions hurled me straight into the pit of despair. How many times I found myself praying, God, if this is the path you want me on, please send me some encouragement. And here's the thing. He always did. But eventually, I got tired of hearing myself pray that same desperate cry time after time, and I began to realize that what I was in effect praying for was that circumstances, encouragement, would defeat circumstances, discouragement. The problem is that circumstances always change. The bad becomes good, yes, but you know what? The good is always going to give way to bad at some point, too. If I want to defeat the discouragement that plagued me, 
I had to change something far more important than circumstances. I had to change my perspective. For starters, I need to safeguard my heart from this nature of mine. So for me, that meant stopping reading my reviews and I stopped checking my ranking. I trained myself to never even give utterance to why them instead of me. I had to give my career for the umpteenth time over to God and say, you know what? It doesn't matter if I sell or how much I sell. It doesn't matter if I win. It doesn't matter if I hit any big lists. All that matters is that I am following the path you have put me on. Anytime I walk this path, I have to recognize a vital truth. God does not discourage. When he wants to redirect us, he does use some startling means to get our attention. But when we ask him if it's where he wants us, we hear him in a voice of peace. If we're instead discouraged, I don't believe that's God. So whose voice is it? Hmm, right, there we have an interesting question. What voice am I hearing? Is it my own? The enemies? Either way, it's not the voice I need to be listening to. So why then do I let it get to me? Why do I try to fight it off with other words and other voices? Why do I try to overcome it with reminders of my successes? None of that works. What I need to do instead is stop when I hear those words in my spirit and say, no, this is not God. I'm not even going to think it. Lord, protect me from these thoughts and fill my mind with your truth instead. You know what I discovered his truth to be? That God cares more about me than about my success. God cares more about my heart than my bank account. God cares more about my name being in his book than on having it in the cover of a novel with best-selling or award-winning in front of it. God cares that I'm on the path he set out for me, and he never ever compares my path to someone else's. I'm probably always going to battle this competitive streak. Sometimes it's going to catch me unaware and send me back into, this, into discouragement, but at least now I know where my focus needs to be, on God and my relationship with him. As long as I keep that in mind, then I can accept with peace whatever comes my way, because I know nothing takes him by surprise. I know it's all part of the road he wants me to walk. And I know that as long as my feet stay on that path and don't try to jump onto one that looks more alluring to me, he's going to lead me places I couldn't have imagined. Check out rosannamwhite.com for information about me or my books and to subscribe to my newsletter. This episode of Wordfall is brought to you by Bookish Teas and Totes, bringing you t-shirt and tote bags for book lovers created by book lovers. Check out bookishteasandtotes.com to see our latest designs. Wordfall is a proud part of the White Fire Podcast Network. Please visit whitefire.tv podcast for other shows I know you'll love.